Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Football Betting Podcast. It's 2019. We hope everyone's had a brilliant Christmas and New Year. We're back now with the podcast to take us all the way up to the end of the season. We've had our little Christmas rest. Uh, it's great to be back, isn't it, Tom? Yeah, it is. We're like German football, aren't we? Yeah. Take a nice little winter break and then we come back full throttle up until May. So, That's right. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Happy New Year, Profit Chasers. Uh, I've missed doing the podcast. Yeah, me too. This episode is probably going to be um, a little bit of a shorter one due to various commitments we've got this week. So um, we'll still give you all the tips for all the leagues as usual, but we'll probably rattle through it a little bit quicker than we usually would. It's good to be back on air either way. It is, it is. So, as Tom mentioned, we're going to kind of start things off a little little quicker than usual rather than the fluffy chat we normally give you guys. So let's look at the uh, Premier League. Yes. Tom, kick us off. Uh, we do have seven games on Saturday. Uh, an early kickoff um, and a late kickoff sandwiched with some three o'clocks. So what do you like the look of? I'm looking right at the bottom of the league. So we've got a big crunch tie near the near the bottom. It's 17th place Cardiff against 20th place Huddersfield. Uh, Cardiff, eight points ahead of Huddersfield. Just the 10 points uh, for the Terriers. I'm siding with Cardiff, the home side for this one. Odds of six to five. Not too bad. Cardiff are much better at home than they are away. Huddersfield just cannot buy a win at the moment, can they? It's no. uh, nine straight losses on the bounce in League and Cup. Um, eight in the Premier League. Last weekend, uh, they got dumped out of the FA Cup by Bristol City, 1-0 away. Uh, so, yeah, it's not going well at all. And I've said this before Christmas. You know what? They've not been playing terribly. It's up front. They cannot buy a goal. Um, I think Del Potter and Mounier between them have got about one goal in 30 combined games, something terrible like that. Uh, it's just not good enough. Not good enough to keep you up in this league. So uh, for me, Cardiff, who much, much better, as I said, at home than away, uh, I do think they've got enough about them to beat Huddersfield. And they have been generally performing well against sides in the lower uh, end of this division too. Yeah, agreed. Winning the games around them, aren't they? Uh, yeah. That's what Neil Warnock always focuses on. This is a huge game. Is it going to be an advert for the Premier League? Absolutely no chance. But uh, Cardiff, for me, 6-5, to five, I don't see how you, can, how you can look at anything other than a Cardiff win. Um, maybe a draw, you know, if Cardiff can't get that early goal, Huddersfield will sit in. But God, Huddersfield are, are done and dusted for me. Um, wow. So, yeah, Cardiff. Yeah, well, if you're looking at Huddersfield's recent games, for me, they've had their big, big chance over the Christmas period to kind of get themselves out of a bit of danger. They played Newcastle at home, Southampton at home, Fulham away, Burnley at home. So sides there, all in around where they are, and they've lost every single one. And after Cardiff, they play Man City, Everton, Chelsea, Arsenal, four games in a row. So you can't see them getting yeah. anything from those four games either, can you? No, mate. No, you can't see them getting anything from that. And do you know what? This affects new transfers as well because new signings will be coming in. How realistic is it that I'm going to be playing Premier League football next year for Huddersfield? Yeah. And they're going to think, they're going to look at the games, going to look at how they've been doing, and they're going to think, I'm going to be in the champ next year. It's going yeah. to be a, a fun six months at the top, but... You know, and then they might might go to Newcastle as an alternative or something like that. So yeah, not good times to be a Terriers fan. Um, I'm staying with the bottom. Um, a lot more interesting, especially on uh, the Saturday than the top of the league. I think um, in terms of betting, anyway. I'm looking mm. at Burnley Fulham. Yeah. Um, biggest disappointment of the season, Fulham. Right. Uh, arguably, maybe Man United, but. Fulham spending over a hundred million. I know they're a newly promoted side, but on paper, 
that team is absolutely stacked with talent. Um, not not performing. Been through Djokovic. Now they've got Ranieri. The new manager bounce has not happened. They travel away to Burnley. Um, Burnley managed to pick up recently. Uh, they have won their last three games. Um, admittedly, one of those was in the FA Cup against Barnsley. Um, but they have beat Huddersfield away, huge game, um, and won the last home game against West Ham 2-0. Fulham, on the other hand, uh, since beating Huddersfield at home 1-0 to get their first clean sheet, a second clean sheet of the season, they lost 4-1 away at Arsenal. They were terrible. I know, I know they're playing Arsenal, but they were awful. So open. Arsenal could have scored eight. Yeah. Then they've been dumped out the FA Cup at home to Oldham. Uh, it's just not happening for Fulham, is it? They've got so many good players on paper, but for me, they're going to come up short here. Burnley are eleven to eight. I think that is a fantastic price, especially when you consider you know Mitrovic hasn't scored. I think it's for six games, seven games now. Um, Schurler's not firing. Kamara is having problems with Ranieri. So even going forward now, they're not firing. And for me, Burnley are, are a really good price. Yeah, I uh, I like the price of Burnley as well. Completely agree. And what do Fulham do? Do they go and spend no- another fifty million in January to try and save themselves from the mess they're in? Like, do you try to stick with the players you've got and hope Ranieri can turn it around? Like, it's a tough situation that they're in. It is. It is a tough situation, and. Um... I think when you look at Cardiff, I had Cardiff down to get under 20 points. And I'm not scared to admit that that's what I said. I have no choice. I do a podcast. People can dig it out. But um, I, I expected them to get absolutely humiliated this year. And they've shown everything that Fulham don't have. Togetherness, uh, grit and determination, team shape yeah. and teamwork. Uh, maybe yeah. there was a few too many faces at Fulham this summer. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, moving on from that particular game, then I agree with the with the Burnley tip there. Good price, eleven to eight. Should have enough about them to see off Fulham. Um, we've got Brighton at home to Liverpool. Even though Liverpool have lost the last two games, uh, league and cup, I do expect Liverpool to get back on track. There, price at two to seven doesn't really interest me. Anything for this game you like the look of or no, no. Um, I think you may be able to get Liverpool to win and both teams to score. That's 15 to 8. I could see Brighton getting one, maybe. As you mentioned, Liverpool, you know, they have conceded a fair few um, for their standards anyway because they were so watertight uh, recently. But I I don't know if that's a strong tip. Um, I'd probably just take a watching brief. Yeah. Yeah, uh, especially at the price that Liverpool are. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything else from the Premier League that you like the look of on Saturday? Uh, early kickoff, West Ham Arsenal. No idea which way the result will go. Um, I do anticipate Arsenal win, but West Ham are dangerous. Uh, I like both teams to score. It is one to two, so mm-hmm. I think I think that's pretty pretty tight from the bookies, to be honest. Um, but as soon as I saw that game, the first thing that leapt out at me were goals. Yeah. Um, actually, four of the last six games between these two have been over 2.5 goals as well. Um, so goals traditionally in this fixture. Felipe Anderson, Aubameyang, both on fire. Should be both teams to score, I think. Yeah. Um, jumping ahead to Sunday then now. You tipped to both teams to score here at one to two. The big game on Sunday for me is obviously Tottenham Manchester United. Um, result wise, it's hard to call. Can't really call this one personally. So both teams to score for me in this fixture again, price at one to two, is something I'd be looking at. Uh, Man United, I'm much more confident in them getting goals now. Solskjaer's in charge. Uh, they play a much more free flowing attacking style of football now than they did under Mourinho. So I can see them getting on the score sheet. Whether they've got enough about them to beat Tottenham at Wembley, we've seen how Spurs in midweek have beaten Chelsea 
1-0 at home um, in the Carabao Cup. So that was a really good result after Chelsea dominated for long stretches of the second half in particular. So a very good morale-boosting win for Spurs there. Um, so yeah, both teams to score is a safe route for this game for me. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, my thoughts are that I'm, again, not 100% sure which way it would go. If I did have to choose and you back me into a corner, I would actually go towards United. Um, really? Just looking at, yeah, just looking at Tottenham's home record. They've lost a third of their home games this year. They've lost a third. Hmm. That's a lot of games for a team that's third in the league. It's the fact that they haven't drew a Premier League game this season. Away from home, they've lost two and won 10 out of 12. So it's those wins, right? Although they've lost two games, they've made up for that with, with no draws, which we've mentioned before, you know, is obviously is so important. Like draws are just, God, they're so, they're, they're so frustrating. And yeah. Tottenham haven't drawn a game. But that does mean that they have lost a third of their home games. I think the Wembley thing is still an issue. Um, I think, I just like, I know how, I feel like I know how Solskjaer's going to set up. He's going to set up with Martial, Rashford, Lingard as a front three. That is yeah. so pacey and so dangerous, especially Rashford. Rashford's arguably United's most informed player um, under Solskjaer. Um, for me, anyway, I know Pogba's been good, but Rashford for me has has been electric, and I think they'll play on the counter. And again, am I confident in United? No, five to two intrigues me, but I'd, I'd go towards United if I had to. Would you go towards more Tottenham? Yeah, I would. I'd probably go for draw to be honest, and that's not just me sitting on the fence for this one. <laughs> I no, do it's a tough game. These two sides are going to be very evenly matched. Um, they're both going to mm -hmm. try and play the game the right way. If this was Mourinho in charge of United, you'd see oh, them. God. You'd see them sitting back and setting up for a point. Whereas I think they're both actually going to play to win, which is going to be really refreshing for Manchester United. However, I do think it'll end in a uh, a goal scoring draw. Fair enough. On the Sunday, we've got Everton-Bournemouth as well. Uh, that's the earlier kickoff to get the uh, Super Sunday started. Any thoughts on that game at all? Two teams. You don't know what to expect from them, do you, week in, week out? I actually yeah, I totally feel like agree. for a lot of teams in the Premier League over the last kind of two to three months, there's a lot of them that are in mid-table you don't know what you're going to get from one week to the next. So inconsistent. Everton, Bournemouth, Leicester, uh, Watford, you know, Wolves, Palace even now, West Ham. You, there's so many. Mm -hmm. Are they consistent? Can they string three wins together? No, they bloody can't. None of them. No. Um, so no. <laughs> if you put me into a corner, I'd say Everton, but you look at their recent form and it's so patchy. You can't be confident in that at all. No, no, not at all. Watching brief, I think. I think it'll be entertaining. You got two managers that want to dominate the ball. Yeah, it'll be an interesting tactical battle. But we don't do a tactical podcast. We do a gambling <laughs> podcast. So <laughs> for me, I'd take a watching brief. Um, yeah. yeah, moving on. Monday night, Man City Wolves. Man City one to six. Wolves twelve to one. Um, anything other than a Man City win, Tom? Uh, again, I say Wolves are so inconsistent. They always seem to do well against the big six sides in the Premier League. Um, we've seen the knockout Liverpool uh, in uh, in the in the FA Cup earlier in the week. Was it the FA Cup? It was. Um, just to add to that. They've lost one game in six against the top six this yeah. season. It's very impressive. Very, very impressive. Uh, we saw as well they beat Spurs in a come-from-behind victory not that long ago, 29th of December, 3-1 away at Wembley. They've already drawn this season against Man City at Molyneux. So 
considering how Man City have gone off the boil a little bit recently. I know they came back with a great win against uh, Liverpool, but mm-hmm. they've not been as convincing prior to that as you'd expect usually from Manchester City. So I think Wolves will get a goal. Uh, whether they'll have enough to win or not, I'm not quite sure, but evens for both teams to score is what I'd be looking at here. Yep, agreed. Um, I think Wolves will get beat, and I don't think there'll be any disgrace in that. I don't think there'll be any surprises, but I do think they will get the back of the. They will hit the back of the net. They are dangerous. Jimenez is a lot better than I thought he was up top. I've been impressed yeah. with him this season. Um, I thought I'd watched him before uh, for Benfica in the Champions League against some of the English sides, and um, you know, in just other games and. He looked awful, to be honest, but he's taken to the Premier League pretty well. Um, a lot more to come out of Adama Traore. Nuno Santos in the week said that, you know, there's lots more to come from him. Um, so there's definitely potential in this Wolves side. Man City yeah. to win, both teams to score is my tip, 8-5. to yeah. five. And um, just another, to reiterate, reiterate this point, Man City finally got a clean sheet against Rotherham in the FA Cup last Sunday when they won 7-0. But before that, the last time they kept a clean sheet was on the 24th of November. So they went 11 games in a row conceding goals. So kind of gone under the radar that they've been that leaky at the back. Yeah, yeah. I'd fully expect Adama Traore to play. Um, I know he's he's not a world beater, but on a huge pitch like at the Etihad, because it is gigantic. Um, and on the counter, he's always going to be a threat. So, yeah, both teams to score for Tom, and I'm going to go one further. Man City to win, and both teams to score. Cool. Uh, any more for the Premier League for you, or shall we take a little look at the Championship? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for the Championship, absolutely. Let's start. <coughs> Brentford against Stoke. I liked Brentford at 11-8 to before the news broke today that Gary Rowett has been sacked as Stoke manager. I now like Brentford even more. Um, Stoke have been really, really underwhelming this season. They've not been losing too many games over the last kind of three or so months, but they've not been winning many either. It's it's been uh, a lot of draws that's been holding Stoke back. Brentford, on the other hand, have had a uh, very tricky start to Thomas Frank's reign since Dean Smith left the Villas. In the last five games, though, they are unbeaten. They look like they've turned a bit of a corner recently drew Norwich in the Championship as well, which is a pretty impressive result. So for me, 11-8, to Brentford to take advantage of a Stoke side in a bit of disarray, considering they're managerless. Yeah, yeah. Stoke find themselves 14. And just to reiterate the point we raised earlier about draws, uh, they've lost the same amount of games as Sheffield United that are in third. Wow. But Sheffield United have won 14 games and Stoke have won eight. That's wow. the difference yeah. from third to 14. So, yes, um, definitely a tough start. Well, a tough first half of the season for Stoke. And they're obviously rolling, rolling the dice a bit, aren't they? Um, seeing if they can gate crash the playoffs, but it seems it seems a long way away. It's eight points, which is which is a lot. So yeah, yeah. For a club who historically, well recently at least, have been very patient, been very mm-hmm. stable in terms of their management. Um Tony Pulis obviously there for a vast number of years, followed by Mark Hughes after that. But then they're now looking for their fourth manager in twelve months. So you know, it's all kind of going wrong. That stability that was the core of Stoke is now uh, yeah. really waned away. Um, yeah, I think I think if you look at Stoke, I think they're panicking because of wages, probably. Mm. They've got players in there that are probably earning excess of 30, 40 grand in yeah. the champ and like a full team of them. Yeah. So you're looking at people like, like Joe Allen, Saido Berahino, Jack Butland, um, Ryan Shawcross. You're looking at all these players that are earning just monumental money 
I think uh, Barahino's rumored to be on seventy grand a week. Jesus Christ! Which is madness. He's been absolute tripe. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think I think Stoker are really panicking because they've got those contracts. By the way, have another you know eighteen months or so to run. Yeah. So I think they're desperate for promotion, but Absolutely. I don't think it will happen. Unfortunately, Potters, um, mm, not um, this year anyway. Especially if I read you out some of the leading candidates for the job. Oh God! Oh, I, I always love next manager. Tell me first of all. Tell me what price Martin O'Neill is. Second favorite as low. Oh my! Two to one with some bookmakers. Uh, oh my he God! Is, he is up to eleven to one with some others. So a bit of a variance okay. in the price for Martin O'Neill, but um... <laughs> it's not with Paddy Power, is it? Because that would fit pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually quite sh- um, long with Paddy Power, but um, Nathan Jones oh, okay. is actually a surprise favourite there, the Luton Town Manager. Obviously Luton did boss. a great job with Luton in League One. Uh, one to six Ooh. with Skybet, so very short. One there. to six? One to six. My um, God. Following O'Neill anyway and Nathan Jones, you've got Moisey, third favourite. Oh, God. Chris Wilder, Sheffield United Manager. Uh, Carlos Carvajal. Ex Sheffield Wednesday manager, of course, and Swansea, Roy Keane, Nigel Clough, Lee Johnson of Bristol City, Sam Allardyce, Frank Lampard, a big Rory Delaps in there. Oh my God! Please, please, <laughs> what price? Twenty-five to one. Right, Rory. get me involved. Get me involved. Oh, oh you, my God! Then you've got all sorts of the usual random crap. I'm going to move on from Stoke because they're a, they're a joke. I'm going to look at Bristol City. Bristol City are at home to Bolton. Bristol City are having a bit of a mediocre season, sat in 11th. They're certainly not out the playoff picture. Um, in fact, you know, they're only five points adrift, which you know, is doable. Um, they have got Bolton at home, which is a great opportunity to win three points, especially when you consider that Bolton, despite winning in the FA Cup against League One Warsaw, their last fixture, they went away at Hull and lost 6-0. I don't need to hear any more to go against Bolton. I, I, can't, I don't need to hear any more. I don't want to know that you know previously they drew with Stoke, they beat Rotherham, uh, those games were both at home. Away from home, Bolton have been absolutely diabolical. Uh, their last away win, Tom, was Saturday, the 18th of August. Wow. Uh, it was a 1-0 win away at Reading. Wow. Since then, they've managed to pick... Yeah, since then, mate, they've managed to pick up two draws. Sorry, three draws. Uh, every other game has been a loss. So, Bristol City, for me, they are 11-20. to 20. Um so you know you're not gonna not gonna be making millions off that one, but should happen surely. Yeah. Bristol City in good form themselves won their last three games in all competitions. Yeah, very streaky team at Bristol City, and at the moment they're on a very yeah. good streak. So uh, take advantage whilst they're on one. I'd say I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at Aston Villa, priced at five to four away at Wigan. Villa themselves, admittedly haven't been on that good form recently. However, there's been the whole Tammy Abraham saga, hasn't there, this January? And it's... Uh, oh, Tom, I, I know we're on a short show. I know. I know we're pressed for time. You have to tell the profit chasers what you've been going through this January transfer window. Oh, oh it's, please, it's been so please. bloody traumatic, guys. Just before the start of the season, when Tammy Abraham uh, first got his loan move to Villa, which I believe was on deadline? Day? I don't Might know when it was, but it was, yeah. it was late. It was wrong. But anyway, I got Tammy Abraham as soon as he made his loan move to Villa, 40 to 1 to be the top scorer in the championship. Put a bit of money on him to finish each way top scorer. So that is in the top four top scorers in the championship. Currently leading the way with 16 goals in January. And I'm thinking, yeah, counting the money here. However, the news broke that there's a break clause in his loan deal with Villa and Wolves are looking to take him on loan for the second half of the season. Surely not. 
Surely not. I was absolutely messaging Tom, absolutely screwing. And uh, yeah, I, I was resigned to that bet, losing when I thought it was a shoo-in to win. So now Abraham has apparently turned down Wolves and chosen to stay at Villa for the rest of the season. Not only a boost to my bet, it's a boost to Villa as well because he is a massive, massive asset in the championship. That guy, as he's proven already, guarantees goals at this level. If Chelsea had made him stay at Villa when he wanted to go to Wolves, then it's a completely different situation because you can see him being demoralised for the last part of the season. He doesn't really want to be there. However, he's chosen to be at Villa. I think it's really going to give them a boost and give Tammy Abraham a boost. And uh, they're going to win this game against the Wigan side who have only won one over the last 14 games. Really, really poor after what was a strong start. Yeah, really poor. Uh, you don't often get that with lone players, do you? People that, you know, want to stay. They normally no. just, okay, I'm going here now. See you later. Thanks for the experience and the media hype. Yeah, yeah. And then off they go. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, he wants to stay, so credit to him. Um, I'm going to turn your attention to Preston Swansea. Not a game. I thought I would be tipping, in all honesty. But I do actually like the look of Swansea. Away from home, they have been largely decent. Um, so they have won three of the last four games away from home in all competitions, um, including wins against Bolton, Brentford, Reading, and Villa. So as you can see, you know they've played some favourable sides. Villa in the FA Cup, granted. However, they travel away to Preston, who haven't won any games of football in their last five games, um, especially at home. Uh, they have not; actually, they've only picked up the one win in their last four games. Uh, that was a three-two victory over Millwall. Um, since then, they've lost at home to Hull, and they drew at home to Villa, and they've lost at home, although it is the FA Cup. To Doncaster, um, I think there are, you know, Bristol City for me. Um, definitely agree with the uh, Villa tip as well. I think they are stronger tips, but I think if you fancy a bit of an extra, Swansea twenty-one to ten. I think they will get the victory. They uh, they they're placed quite nicely. They're in twelfth. Yeah. Nobody is talking about them. Um, they do have work to do. I think it's seven points but they're certainly not out of it. No, no, I agree. That's a good little bit of an outsider there, uh, even though, you know, stats-wise and form-wise, you'd say they perhaps should be more odds-on to win that game. Uh, anything else in the championship for you, or are you happy to move on to League One? <clears throat> I'm happy to move on. No Forest tip this week. Uh, away at Reading, don't trust the boys, unfortunately. No. Absolutely not. Even though Redden have been shocking under their new manager as well. Yeah, still, still don't trust us. Been no. one, one game in our last six or something. So, yeah, yeah. not good. League one. Okay, um, we ended the championship with a little bit of an outsider in Swansea. So let's begin League One with odds wise uh, an outsider in this division. And that's Scunthorpe. They've won three mm. matches in a row now uh, after they been on an absolutely terrible terrible run their three wins in a row have made have lifted them up to 17th in the division and away from immediate relegation uh, fears they go away to Walsall and they're priced for this one at five to two so over two to one which I think is a really really good price considering the run they've mm -hmm. been on Walsall have won one league game in the last 12 uh, that came back on the 8th of December against Coventry. Lots of losses. Very uninspiring performances, largely. Um, got beaten by Bolton, who were struggling. 5-2 in the FA Cup last weekend. Conceding a lot of goals. Um, conceded at least two goals in f five of the last six matches. So Scunthorpe have found the back of the net. They're keeping things tighter at the back now. And I think they can definitely get something from this Walsall match. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. 
Um, we, do you remember it wasn't long ago that we were pointing out, you know, how many goals Scunthorpe conceded, and yeah. it, it is still the case. It is still the case, but they have improved a lot. Oh. Um, as you mentioned, won the last three games, and and Warsaw are just they're terrible at the moment, and. Can you remember at the start of the season they were hovering and near the top of the table, and we yeah. we wondered if we'd have another Shrewsbury, right? Um, but no, down to fifteenth, um, been on the slide for quite a while now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's gone for for me. Um, I'm gonna tip probably what is I'm gonna sorry I'm gonna address the elephant in the room and talk about Portsmouth. Portsmouth four to six. They've got a home game against Blackpool. Portsmouth, I mean, it is Sunderland that are chasing them, and Sunderland do have a game in hand. Um, so it's definitely not a done deal. But currently, they have a six-point cushion um, to uh, be promoted automatically. They've won the last four game. They've won the last four games in a row. Uh, five of their last six. They're back at home where they are especially strong and they're against a Blackpool side who are having an okay season, but to be honest, they're in 11th to say all of the trouble that's going off at Blackpool and has been for years. I think that's a really good kind of platform. I think 11th yeah. for this stage of the season is superb. Right. Yeah. Um, they've not been very good recently, though, <laughs> with that being said. Uh, they've won one of their last nine games, uh, which was a home game against Charlton. Um, they're really struggling home and away at the moment. And, you know, any team that has won one of their last nine, you do not want to play Portsmouth. And unfortunately, it's Fratton Park on Saturday for Blackpool. Four to six for Portsmouth, one of the shoe-ins of the weekend. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm actually probably even be confident enough to look in the handicap market for this one. Um, Portsmouth mm -hmm. on the minus one handicap is two to one to get a little bit of extra value out of it. Don't know what you, what you think to that one. Yeah, don't see why not. I think it will be, you know, two or three now. The only thing I will say is Portsmouth, they don't typically batter people. That's the, that's the only thing I'll say. Uh, yeah. They're capable. They're definitely capable. But if you have a look at their results, it's normally 1-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-1, 2-1, 2-0. They've handed out a 5-2 and a 4-0 this season, but everything else is, is pretty tight. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd be wary, but I also agree, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. But definitely, on the nose, Portsmouth should absolutely win that banker. Oh, God, yeah. The weekend. Absolute sure. banker. Bank of the weekend for us. Um, one more that I had for League One is a both teams to score tip in the Barnsley against Bradford game. Bradford have really sorted themselves out recently, haven't they? Really, mm -hmm. they were really, really struggling uh, up until probably about seven, eight games ago. Uh, they found the shooting. Grayson sacking. Yeah, yeah, a little, even a little bit after the Grayson sacking, they they were to, yet to find their feet under the new manager, but. Um, no, they've won four out of the last five games. They're scoring plenty of goals. 3-0 last weekend against Accrington. 4-0 the week before that. 2-0 um, against Scunthorpe. Another 4-0 against Walsall in there. Four goals against Peterborough in the FA Cup as well. So in the last six games, lots and lots of goals for Bradford. And we know as well, Barnsley have got a very strong home record in the division this season. Uh, generally one of the strongest generally one of the strongest sides in the league. Uh, they're, not going to be, they're not going to be a pushover. So that's why instead of tipping any kind of outcome, it's too unpredictable for me for that. Bradford and Barnsley to both score three to four, uh, I think should definitely come in. Yep, totally agree uh, with that one. I'm going to follow up with both teams to score of my own. Huge game. At the top end of the table, you've got third place, Sunderland, one point behind Luton in second with a game in hand. Those two meet each other at the Stadium of Light in a huge game for both sides. 
Um, for me, I don't know which way I'd go in terms of results, um, even though, you know, if you look at the form table, um, it's Luton that have drawn their last three games. Um, I mean, you can look at it like that, or you can look at the fact they won eight of their previous nine. So mm-hmm. it swings and roundabouts, right? Uh, their draws, if you look into it a little closer, uh, 2-2 away at Walsall, not ideal. Nil-nil uh, with Barnsley, respectable. Nil-nil with Sheffield Wednesday away in the FA Cup. So, you know, more creditable than what it seems. Sunderland, especially at home this season, they have leaked a goal. So if we have a look at their recent uh, home games, they conceded against Shrewsbury. They've conceded against Bristol Rovers. Uh, Barnsley, obviously no disgrace there. They're a, they're a playoff chase inside. Uh, they've conceded against Wickham. Uh, they've conceded against Carlisle in the Football League Trophy. They do normally go on to win the games in their defence, but they're hardly you know, rock solid at the back. 7-10, to 10, both teams to score. I think that's the best bet for what will be a huge game at the top of League One. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sunderland have got that really good record as well. They scored in every single one of their 25 league games this season. So usually they can always count on a goal. Uh, Moving on then, League Two. So I'll start with League Two. Um, I'll look at Mansfield. It doesn't take a genius to tip this one. Mansfield are playing at home to Yeovil and they're priced at 9-20 to for the victory. Uh, Mansfield's long unbeaten run was brought to an end last weekend against Carlisle, where they lost out 3-2. Did go 3-0 down in that one, went to 10 men, and then got two back. So, uh, you know, shows a bit of character there that they can score two against a very strong Carlisle side with 10 men. But back at home against a Yeovil side who are struggling, they're down in 22nd in the division. I fully expect Mansfield to get three points and continue their push towards the automatic promotion places. Yes, always good for a goal, Mansfield. Yeah, uh, Our boy Tyler Walker up top is a big part of that. And um, yeah, definitely like the look of them. Um, I'm going to visit Carlisle, who are a very intriguing price. Very intriguing. This is almost to the point where you're, you kind of have to rub your eyes and have a look at what's wrong with it. And I'm sure, Tom, you're going to tell me what's wrong with it. Um, So you've got Northampton. Northampton, who have won one in the last 12 games in all competitions. They they beat Crawley away the 8th of December. Before before that, their last victory was the 6th of November. So they're pretty much averaging a win a month at the moment. recently they haven't won in their last six games drew four and lost two so a couple of creditable draws there mk dons uh they drew to them at home swindon at home so they're definitely not pushovers despite you know the the one winning 12 they're, they're still notching the odd decent draw um carlisle out of absolutely nowhere to me anyway i didn't even realize this was happening Still, I did my research. Um, six wins in a row, including a victory, as you mentioned, Tom, against Mansfield, fellow uh, playoff chasing. Uh, they beat Oldham. Oldham, who are 10th and obviously knocked out Fulham. They beat them 6-0. Uh, they beat Colchester, who are decent, 4-0. They're on absolute fire at the moment. Uh, up to fifth in the league. I uh, just absolutely skyrocketed. I had no idea this was happening. Um, but Carlisle are two to one. Um, as I mentioned, Northampton capable of a sticky draw, but God, that's tempting. Yeah, uh, very, very good recent results for Carlisle, and I think I'll tell you, I'll tell you where I think you're getting the price here. Um, firstly, Northampton do have a knack of scoring even though they don't win a lot of games particularly recently as you read out they are usually always good for at least one goal um so that means Carlisle will need to score obviously two or more if they want to win the game which they are more than capable of doing but they are also without manager John Sheridan now 
he masterminded this big winning streak. The Chesterfield Mafia have now poached from Carlisle. Uh, So I believe they are currently managerless. They are. They are. Which, Which was kind of the kicker that I realized probably about two minutes before you started talking. <laughs> I, I, re- I realized that was the case. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing that Sheridan had gone to Chesterfield. I know he, he's managed there before. Yeah. So obviously he's got ties there, but that's a, such an odd move. Yeah, it is. They're strong. On the outside. They're really strong. Yeah, yeah, they're not even top of the league or anything. Yeah, they're, they're 22nd out of 24th, Tom. Oh, Terrible. Jeez, man. They've, they've won four yeah, games sure. all season, which is the lowest in the division. Um, obviously, John Sheridan not only has ties to the club, John Sheridan has ties to the Chesterfield Mafia. So they must yeah. be slipping him a bit of... Uh, they've got a man in the pocket there of the Mafia, haven't they? So they'll be slipping him some money to uh, rig a few more results for Chesterfield, no doubt. Man in the pocket. I feel like they've got one of Sheridan's family in the basement, more like. <laughs> <laughs> come, come, and man, come and manage this club or you'll never see family member A again that, that's what I feel like it is but yeah um, thanks for pointing that out Tom thanks for kind of making me look like an idiot live on air um, the yeah that's probably why you're getting two to one however it's still the same 11 players that have put together six wins in a row so you never know two to one Maybe an outsider. Absolutely. Just look at John Sheridan. <laughs> Managed Oldham five times. <laughs> Just loves Oldham. Five times. Mate. Loves mate, give it up. Loves give it, it up. Loves My it. God. Loves going. It's like, I bet he's gone back to his ex about 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Um, moving on. Move from- on. Yeah. Um, I've got one more. For League Two, that's Grimsby. They're playing at home to Macclesfield. Ooh. They're priced at twenty-one to twenty for the victory here. Uh, Grimsby have actually lost the last two matches. However, uh, they do play Mac- Macclesfield, who are bottom of the league, struggling for any kind of consistent form under Sol Campbell. Uh, Grimsby did win four games on the spin, uh, including some impressive victories against Swindon and Exeter and a four-nil battering of Notts County. Since then, lost to Mansfield, 1-0 in a closely contested game, and then lost to Palace in the FA Cup. So not too much shame there, especially as it was a late winner for Palace and Grimsby had 10 men for literally the whole bloody game. So um, yeah, two defeats, but not disheartening defeats, I would say. So I think they will still feel like they've got enough momentum and quality to go on and win this game. Yes, yeah, totally agree with that one. Um, yeah, Macclesfield, they're in a better position now, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it felt like they were going to really get going and it, the kind of new manager bounce like faded. The effect, the Sol effect, <laughs> it faded. Yeah. But, you know, still in, still in a decent position, Silkman. Still in a decent position. Uh, I've got one more. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at Exeter. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've not been amazing recently. They have won three of their last four games. Uh, before then, they did go five without a win. So they seem to be pretty streaky. Um, they're at home. Um, they're at home to Morecambe. So I don't know why. Honestly, I'm surprised any Morecambe fans listen to this podcast, if any. Because I, every time I see versus Morecambe, I think, win. <laughs> I think whoever's playing three points. Um <laughs> to be honest, I do. I do, mate. They they just they don't well, offer me well. anything. Yeah, they they don't offer absolutely anything. Anyway, they won one of their they've won one of their last ten games. So they did manage to pull out a three nil victory away at, at home to Cambridge United. Uh before then we've got to go back to the seventeenth of November where they beat Forest Green away. Um, Exeter, on their day, they're, they're so unpredictable, but right now they seem to be a bit more on their day than off their day. 
Um, it's a tough place to go, St. James's Park. Uh, three to four for Exeter. Um, for me, I, I think it's a decent tip. Uh, Exeter, you know, I'm not 100% sure if they're going to continue their good form or if they're going to go kind of back to bad form again. It's yeah. that kind of gray area. But Morecambe at home is a great chance to get three points. It always is. Sorry, oh, Morecambe fans. It just is. <laughs> no, absolutely. I agree with that one too. Um, so that, I think, wraps up all of the tips for this weekend's games. Uh, kind of rattle through them there. So let's have a look at this week's Bombproof Trebles. Of course, we don't have any to recap from, from the last podcast. Although it is worth mentioning, we did land a double Bombproof Treble win the week before Christmas, which was our last podcast. So I think it was your one, Tom, wasn't it? The joint one. Yeah, and the joint yeah. Yeah, so we won't recap those because I can't remember for the life of me what they were now. But no, um no, yeah. not at all. Very good to end Christmas and twenty eighteen on such a high. Yes, it was. Um so if you are brand new to the show, perhaps it's you know new year, new podcast for you, welcome. Uh the bombproof treble section or bombproof treble section of the show is where me and Tom put all that research, knowledge, kind of gut feeling. Uh, we put them into three trebles. So I pick three teams, Tom picks three teams, and then we combine the two picks to make a joint treble. Uh, fingers crossed, you know, we read out some winners and bring you some profit for the weekend. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to go first this week, Tom, considering you won last time out? Oh, God, what a treat. My treble this week is going to kick off with Bristol City. So they are at home to Bolton Wanderers and they are priced at four to seven. Um, also going to look at Portsmouth. So Portsmouth at eight to 11. Uh, they're at home to Blackpool. Um, and then we're going to finish it off with a League One, both teams to score. It's in the big game between Sunderland and Luton. And both teams to score is priced at seven to 10. 10 pounds on that will return 46 pounds. And 12 pence. Yeah. What's that? 3.6 to 1. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful, that's... mate. Beautiful. Yeah. I like that treble. That's uh, that's good. Portsmouth. I feel obviously, like it's uh, very solid. Portsmouth, obviously we said, should definitely win. Bristol City should definitely win. And then Sunderland Luton. The only thing is with that one, as long as it's not a really cagey game, considering it's a mm-hmm. top of the table clash, if it's... If it's not, Sunderland should score as they have done in every single game in the league this season. So Luton are going to have to go out and and play. So, yeah, I like it. Good stuff. All right, what have you got? We'll start off with a league one, both teams to score. Barnsley-Bradford, that's three to four. Then two in league two. Mansfield at home to Yeovil, nine to 20. Grimsby at home to Macclesfield. 21 to 20, uh, that pays 4.2 to 1. So a 10, a 10 I would return 52 back. Wow, really? Uh, yeah. Are you getting a bit more value there than I thought you might, to be honest? Yeah, especially even with a 1 to 2 in there, which is... Mm, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty surprised, actually. Nice. Well, that's always good. Surprised yeah. at more value. We'll take that every week. Absolutely. Um, so the joint, who shall we stick in there? Yeah, Portsmouth. we always decide this live on air yeah. because you know it's always a bit more entertaining and there's often an argument. So uh, <laughs> <I> reckon, <laughs> Portsmouth, yeah, bankers I, of the weekend, surely. I reckon I can give you one that causes no argument. <laughs> Go on then. Although in terms of returns... It's not going to be the best. So okay. Well, we'll look we, at it. We'll if look we it. look at Portsmouth, Bristol, Mansfield, yeah, it returns essentially forty quid off a tenner. Um, three to one is the treble. So it's you know. It's... Mate, I'm not turning my nose up at forty quid. I don't know about anyone else, but yeah, <laughs> let's bang that in there. Yeah, we'll do that then. We'll lock that in. Portsmouth, Bristol City. Mansfield. Home teams galore. God, I love a home team. Yeah. 
Home teams galore. Should all win. All he's done is combine them. Yeah. <laughs> it's as not. simple as that. So, yeah, they're the bomb-proof trebles for this week, guys. As I mentioned, recommended stake is £10, but you can put, you know, £1 on, £2 on, whatever you can afford. Uh, hopefully, we can win you some profit for the weekend. Absolutely. In terms of social media, best way to get in touch if you want to stay in contact after the show is Twitter. Uh, join the discussion, the debate, the laughing at the Chesterfield Mafia on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast. Uh, we're also on Facebook, so www.facebook.com slash the football betting podcast. And if you want to email us with any inquiries, ideas, or whatever you want to do, football betting podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And if you have enjoyed the show, guys, please do give us a rating and review on iTunes. Uh, we do appreciate everyone who leaves even a review. Uh, so even if just even if it's just a rate, yeah, even if it's just a rating and not a review, we still appreciate that all the same because it still helps us to uh, get more exposure for the podcast. Yeah, exactly. So help us start off with the new year with some new reviews. That would be a great way to start twenty nineteen. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So we've kind of powered through this one in a bit a bit shorter time than we would usually. So uh, maybe you like the, the shorter format. Who knows? Uh, do let us know on social media if you do prefer things to be a little bit shorter. Um, we're always open to the feedback. But uh, yeah, it's good to be back podcasting, back on air. Yeah. I was going to say something then. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> How about thanking our listeners, Tom? Were you going to do that? Yeah, uh, thanks for listening <laughs> once again. Let's make it a really profitable and successful 2019. Yes, thank you very much, guys. Take care.